Hello and welcome to the Surprisingly Music Podcast. I don't know why I always pause in between there. Because you're about to say sober. I do have to check myself. You should before check out you. the Surprisingly Sober Podcast where I'm not sober. So. Check yourself before you shrek yourself. Dude, you're not sober on either of our podcasts. What the fuck are you talking about? Exactly. I'm not you... sober right now. Yeah. <laughs> happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, Eve. happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Hope you had some delicious food. Hopefully you had less than six people over. Or else you're going to jail. Dude, I love some of the posts about that. Like, I keep seeing like, oh, before you call the cops on your neighbors, think, is Kate Brown going to be there if you need help changing a tire? No, but your neighbors will. It's like, how will my neighbors know which one called the cops? <laughs> oh, Kate Brown, the Oregon governor. I have, you know what? Honestly, it's not her fault. It's all your fucking people's fault who aren't wearing masks and going yeah. around throwing parties. It has been nine months and no one did, no one did shit right. Like, so... Yeah, no shit. We had to kind of put the ban hammer down. It's infringing on my rights. Yeah, well, people are dying. I think that infringes on theirs a bit. You know what? And talking about infringing on people's rights, anti-flag is the ban that we're going to talk about today. For Blood and Empire. Yes. Came out in 2006. Yep. If I remember correctly. Taryn's going to handle all the trivia on the ban today because I did not look any of that up because Taryn chose the ban. Anti-flag. Who are they, Taryn? Tell us. <laughs> They're punk rock band. Yeah, that's who a... make music. All right, let's talk. About... I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is their sixth studio album, and it is their first album with a major record label. This one came out through Sony RBC. Uh, Ooh, so label. this is their first sellout. This is their first sellout, and they received so much criticism for it. People were like, oh, they're going to go soft on this album. It's going to be a little bitch boy album. They're not the same band anymore. Haha, <laughs> Green Day 2.0. What a bunch of fucking losers. Um, <laughs> but then the album came out, and it's their biggest album. Uh, people, both in the punk scene and more on the mainstream side of music, all loved it. It was really well. So all the criticism album. was before the album came out. Huh? All the criticism was before yeah. The, the album all the came criticism out? saw that oh you're signed with a major record label now sell out fuck you yeah that's that's what yeah. punk rock is is yeah. if you do anything so mainstream the, you're a sellout. The lineup of the band is Justin Sane on vocals, Chris Head guitar, Chris number two that is his name, uh, <laughs> uh his name guitar is Chris number two bass and vocals, and then Pat Thetic on drums. Okay, so it's a four-piece. It's a four-piece, two vocalists, Justin and Chris Number 2 both sing. Just like the Beatles. But the, all the Beatles sang, so at some point. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'm I don't sh- think the Beatles ever sh- used the power chord. Thank, Actually, that's not true. I know Thank they do. God Trevor listens to the Beatles, you know, just for every little piece of Beatles. Everything trivia. will be compared to them. Yeah, okay. He, you know, he doesn't sound a whole lot like Paul McCartney. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. I'm sorry about that. Anyway, so this is a punk band, so obviously whatever the issues of the time are is what the albums end up being about. And what were the issues in 2006, Taryn? Were we in a war? <laughs> Why are you talking like this? Like, you're talking like, you know, like, 
like there is a camera in the room. You know, like when they do like the thing, like when they're on the phone call and like you can't hear like who's on the phone call. There's been a car accident. Well, I'm just what? Who was involved in the accident? Like <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, talk like a person. I'm just trying to set you up. I know what the answer is. We were in the Afghanistan and Iraq war trying to hunt down Osama bin Laden. Guess where he was at? Pakistan. <laughs> I'm just giving you a brief history All right. lesson. So, Mr. Punk Rock. So, yes, this album came out in 2006. We're at war. The Bush administration was on fire. Um, it was on fire his whole eight years through, but that's another issue. Um, <laughs> And it tackles some of the subjects, like, I cannot say this name, the Lee Kyung Hae suicide, the WTO uh, song. I forget the name of it, but it's the World uh, Trade Organization song. The WTO uh, kills farmers. Yes, he was a... Farmer? Yes, he was a farmer in Vietnam, and he was protesting because the World Trade Organization, globalization as a whole, basically killed his line of work. So he was poor dying and homeless so he committed suicide like on federal property as protest is he one of the guys that lit himself on fire no that was a monk who did that there's a few people who do that but yeah so like the thing i liked about this was like globalization is always kind of seen as like (laughs) the good quote liberal thing to do but don't think of like the backlash so it's kind of weird to see such a liberal outfit like a punk band saying globalization can be bad not to get too political but we're seeing globalization this year especially with the pandemic yeah the corporations are getting 200 billion extra dollars yeah while the the local stuff is dying yeah so it's not good and then uh us yeah but we we we, as a people we need to be more connected but not by companies by each other damn straight I'm drunk. And then U.S. foreign policy, and it's, uh, like, the topics of the song are outlined in the book, Confessions of an Economic Hitman, and, like, just kind of how, you know, like... Good song. Yeah. Really good song. Just gonna... Um, I'm just gonna jump. I'm gonna... Spoiler alert. <clears throat> Confessions of an Economic Hitman. My favorite song on the album. Damn. Um, first They Came poem, poem in Emigre. The First They Came... Is that how you pronounce that one? I could not they, figure out how to pronounce Emigre. They say it in song... You can you can understand what they're saying. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> I was like, this Japanese. But the first they came for the communists, and I did not speak out. Then they came for the socialists, and like it kept it keeps going down the line of like, oh it's fine, I don't like those people. Oh it's fine, I don't like those people. Oh it's fine, I don't like those. Okay, now they're coming for me. Shit, who's got my back? No one. They're all fucked. They had my back. The people behind me are thinking the same thing I just thought. And, okay, so that actually kind of brings me up to, to a weird thing. I, I always thought punk rock was like, no, we have this agenda and we're going to push it. When we're, we don't care about it, other people's agendas. But did you know the a, ACLU? You know the ACLU? ALCU? ACLU. They started out their whole thing by defending, like, white nationalists. Damn. Because it's free speech. Yeah. So if you take away their free speech... And they can take away yours. Yeah. That's why I always hate whenever people try I'm to drunk, say, like... I'm so don't fact check that. You, like, basically taking away people's free speech. And, um... You have to change people's b- Because, minds. like, they're like, well, it's hate speech. We should be able to get rid of that, right? And it's like, yeah, but the second you put that law in place that you're allowed to get rid of hate speech, 
then a politician like Trump could come along and define what is hate speech. Exactly. And then you're sitting there like, why is this rule working against me? This rule was for me. Exactly. Yeah, so whenever people try and tackle stuff like uh, any sort of like of our Bill of Rights, Liberties, and whatnot like that, um, yes. it's just like, yeah, this may work right now in the scope of who's in charge, but the second who's in charge changes, then it's problematic. I love that word. Problematic? Yeah, let's unpack it. And then um, some of the kind of much more serious, like, punk is well-researched. Like, you do have to know your shit when you're making, like, good punk music. Which is weird because you look at those guys and you're like, with your mohawk, like, do you get any of the... I hate his mohawk. Both of them? Yeah. Two oh, of them. yeah, early on. That's right. I yeah. One I, of them still has the mohawk. I watched the music videos. Like, I, I saw that. <coughs> I go deep on this research, okay? Oh. Even though I've only done it last But, yeah, hours. so, like, uh, the Downing Street memo was... That's a, a British thing. What is that? So, um... Because I know number 10 Downing Street is the White so House. So, one of the higher-ups uh, in Britain, UK, whatever it is, um... He basically was taking notes at a, like, world leaders kind of meeting. It was probably Tony Blair because he was the British prime minister then. Maybe. And he was Bush, Bush basically came out and said, like, that he did not see Saddam Hussein as a threat, but he was going to invade anyway. And it was, like, purely just, like, a push to liberate. Oil? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, And then, like, they kept, like... All the countries kept, like, pushing this propaganda that uh, Saddam Hussein was going to, like, destroy the world. And the, he was, like – and they were, like, no, we don't see him as, like, an actual, like, threat on any level. Like, we have this shit on lockdown. He's not going to, like, pull another 9-11 or anything again. Which he gonna, didn't. He yeah. didn't make 9-11. But we're going to keep pushing this idea that he did, that he's capable of all this stuff any day of the week so that – the American people support us bombing the shit out of them and taking their oil. Yeah. And so, like, I feel like that's a pretty, like, well-researched thing for a punk band. Yeah, it's like you look at, like I was saying, you don't look at these guys and be like, oh, you do. You watch CNN. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Or um, they talk about Monsanto. Monsanto? Monsanto. Monsanto and their creation of Agent Orange. And other dangerous chemicals that they've done in the past. And pesticides. That's yeah. mainly what they do now is Chem- pesticides. Well, wasn't Agent Orange, like, supposed to be a pesticide at first? I have no clue about and then that. It, then it caused, like, major birth defects because they were using it on, like, people <laughs> in the Middle East. And then well, they also... Well, Vietnam. Yeah. Or, yeah, Vietnam. Uh, and also using depleted uranium on bullet shells, which was a very candid... Like, very laid-out explanation in the depleting uranium is a war crime. Yes. Um, because, like, they had the uh, professor from, I think it was Princeton or Yale, I can't remember, who was talking about it. Uh, Some like rich-ass white guy. Yeah, they had the actual, like, audio recording of him in the song. Yeah. So, yeah, so it tackles some big-boy subjects. Yeah, overall, <laughs> I, f- I feel like it's a good, um, a good, like... 
political. Yeah, because on the surface, on the or surface, album. everyone always just assumes punk is just oh fuck authority. No, no. this was very fuck police, fuck authority, specific. fuck all you people. Yes, it's like no. Sometimes they actually do have really well laid out agendas. Yeah. Um. So. So am I going through the track list? I want to go. I want to kind of go through the track list and talk about each song. Oh, just a little bit. Just you know, like, hey, this song. Oh, I thought this about that song. You Uh, like the anti-flag a little bit. We'll see. I don't (laughs) think you're gonna like it. You're gonna give give it like a four, aren't you? We'll see. Um, But uh, anything about the album? Did you look up like like how did it chart? Um, I don't think it charted. (laughs) Really? Like, Like it got like not even like that weird like sub genre of of punk. Of 2006, between the months of April and June, it was in the top 10. <laughs> um, I don't know. I didn't really look into that. Because they don't have punk. It's just like it's just like pop, it's alternative, and that's rock, it. and indie. Oh, they have an indie? Okay. Yeah. What is that? Uh, like, like, is that like bleachers? I want to get better. That fucking douche. He's not... Actually, he's not a douche. His girlfriend or former girlfriend, I don't know if they're still together. Lena Dunham's a cunt. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So you want to go? Do you have something for each track, or do I you... have the track list here? I did one for okay. every single one. Okay, cool. So I'll do it since you usually do it. Um, for Blood and Empire by Anti Flag, uh, the first one uh, is "I'd Tell You But." Dot dot dot. Now this is the song I expected to be your favorite because it's definitely the most guitar forward. It's my second favorite. Okay. It is definitely my second favorite <laughs> song on there. Uh, it's and the it, only one that's not just power chords. <laughs> yeah, it gets. It, it's one. Of, it's like the the Royal Blood album. It catches you from the start. Yeah, like we were talking about last week. It catches you. It catches you right from the start. And you're like, holy shit. You're like, like all right, right let's do this yeah, shit. Yeah, and it's let's fun. Go. So that's one of my faves. The Press Corps. Classic. Classic. That is, that is the American idiot of this album. Oh yeah, it's. It's their American idiot. Yeah. Um, this is the end. Uh this has is... more streams than it, but I still think this is like the main song. Well, yeah, album. Holiday of Boulevard of Broken Dreams probably had more streams than American Idiot. I'm making that up, I don't know. I don't think so. Whatever. Uh Amigre. Um for this one, it starts preachy and I don't really oh, like yeah. it. But as soon as the guitar starts, I'm like, ooh la la. Yeah. I like that one. So it gets it gets better. You have to get past the preachy part. But what the album is about, I give it a pass. The project for punk, a new punk as a whole is preachy. <laughs> but no, it's not. It's not like it's not like the Green Days and the Nirvanas yeah. of it where it's like, I'm angsty. Well no, I I mean it's like it's preachy and it's like uh the way it's a hundred percent like the way I think is right. Amigre, and here's, here's a song about why. <laughs> Amigre starts with a poem, a poem, and then gets into a song, and I hate that. Yeah, I I hate it so much. But when the guitar starts, it makes up for all of it. You're just like, oh, okay, everything's fine. Yeah, so the song is actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, the project for a new American <laughs> century. It start out. It starts out as like a filler song, and then it has this point where it's like. Oh, it's turned a corner, and then it goes right back around yeah. the corner, and the, like, nope. The, the chorus got has like a nice flow to it, but yeah. then other than that, it's definitely a fall flat in my opinion. Yeah, uh, him for the dead. 
that gives me some American idiot album vibes. Yeah. It it like I'm like okay, I I'm I'm getting some like I'm getting yeah. like some like uh, Jesus of Suburbia vibes here. Yeah. Um uh this is the end for you my friend. This is a banger of a song. It, it's definitely the most radio rock of the album. I'm going to call it pop punk. You're going to call it pop punk? And I want you to read what I wrote for the uh for it right there. Okay. Right there just read it. Taryn looks bamboozled. <laughs> <laughs> And you did. I would have rolled that tape back because you can see he looks bamboozled as fuck when I said that. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's pop punk. That song is pop punk. If you threw that into a playlist with with all the other pop punk bands, it would fit right in. I still can't believe one of my coworkers called Simple Plan goth. (laughs) What is goth music? Like Marilyn Manson. But what... What real genre would he fall under? Industrial rock. Ugh, I don't like that, but I like Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, this is the end for you, my friend. Is a banger. I oh, love that song. I love that song. I'd say that's probably my second or third favorite. Well, I can you go or, either you way. You already gave second favorite to a different song, so you have to put it at third. Okay, whatever. Those are the rules. Um, that's how numbers work, Trevor. One trillion dollars. Oh, this is your least favorite song on the album. No, I like it. Oh, okay. But I like it because I feel like... like... Would you like it if it was a different voice? One trillion dollars can buy a lot of bling. (laughs) Actually, I liked his voice. Oh, you do? (laughs) It was was was... so whiny in that song, in my opinion. Really? Yeah. I kind of liked it. It... it... When the band kicks in and starts doing their thing, it really yeah. makes up for it. Yeah. But that's kind of the voice I'd expect with this song. Yeah. Um, $1 trillion. This is the song that you belt out as you're flying a plane in the fucking White House. Because fuck the government. That's the song that you sing. You're like, fuck the government. Like, yeah. Um, and I'm like, like a political ballad song. Yeah. Like... Yeah. A ballad. Like, who the fuck are you, Willie Nelson? Like, we should start a band. We should start a band and call it Punky Nelson. Do you know what I... That's a good fucking name. Do you know what I fucking love? The, like, old school country is, like... And I mean, like, old school country is, like, the OG punk. Because they were super, like, fuck capitalism, fuck, like, these oppressive governments and stuff. But now it's, like... I'm a boot licking, <laughs> fucking leather wearing queer, <laughs> and that's all fucking country music these days. Yeah, well, no, Johnny Cash was super authoritarian, or not authoritarian, anti-authoritarian, anti. Yeah, he was. He was very political. Are you saying he was anti-flag? No, he wasn't. He actually has a song called "Ragged Old Flag." Oh, but no, like a lot of the old country, like was super. By today's standard, punk. And it's like idealism and stuff of being like, fuck the government. Fuck yeah. what they stand for. But now it's just no. this boot-licking fucking it's, garbage. It, it wasn't It wasn't <clears throat> fuck the government. It was fuck this government. Yeah. We need to go back to what... Like, obviously, we don't need to go back to exactly how the Founding Fathers thought. Dude, I still don't... I cannot fathom 
why some people lick the Declaration of Independence in the Founding Fathers' balls. Because it was the first of its kind. But It was revolutionary. Well, no, no, I mean, like, today, where they're like, oh, we need to, like, do what they said. They lived almost 300 years ago. No, I think that they were right. I think – I can't remember what comedian it was who was talking about it. They wrote it with a Shut feather. the fuck up and let me they talk. Wrote, they wrote the Declaration of Independence with a fucking feather. Who cares? Shut the fuck up for a second. They, I think they were right. And there was a comedian who was talking about the Declaration of Independence and how you know it says all men are equal. And um, – that they're here to cash that check, the, like African Americans. Oh yeah, um, Dave it? Chappelle. Yeah, I was assuming it was Dave Chappelle. Um, and they're like, they're we're here to cash that check. And I feel like at the time, yeah, maybe they didn't mean all men were created equal, but maybe they wrote it for us. Maybe they wrote it for you and me and our generation to to cash that check. I think you're drunk. I am, but. <laughs> If people can take that the curtain being blue means that the fucking main character of a book is depressed, then I can do that too about the fucking Declaration of Independence. I just say, the if you read the Bill of Rights and everything in the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, there's nothing bad in it. It's how people are interpreting it yeah. and and putting it into into place. But but no, so like uh, one of the so I support having a gun i i am pro gun but i hate that people's reasoning was like well it's my second amendment right that shouldn't be your you need more than a reason than that you need more than more of a reason than 300 years ago some dude sitting by candlelight writing with a fucking feather said i can have a gun like that is the dumbest fucking lame brain well, dipshit reason it's more than just saying because someone said I can have it. It's yeah. It's to fight a tyrannical government, which nowadays doesn't make any sense. Your yeah. your AR fifteen is not going to do anything against a fucking drone strike and with some kid in an Xbox controller in New Mexico. And even more so, like with everything going on in the world, um, the riots, the protests, and all this oppressive government and oppressive police force shit going on here in the U.S. All those people who are like, oh, yeah, we're going to fight a tyrannical government. They're the ones standing there like, yeah, oppress us. Cops yeah. shoot who you see fit to shoot. Yeah, I, I work with people. I work in a pretty – I work in an industry with a lot of conservatives, and they're definitely like, why don't we just shoot the rioters? It's because when they'll shoot the rioters, and when you go out and riot after they turn on you, they'll shoot you too. First they came for the communists. Way to bring it back. <laughs> All right. To so, state funeral. State funeral. This one was like, you know, we got too slow on the last song. Yeah. So let's speed it up. I'm going to call it listenable filler song. Yeah. It's one like I can have on in the background where it's not like skip. It's it's like I can deal with this for two and a half minutes. Yeah. Like, it's not bad. It's, you know, it's got a little beat to it, but it's filler. Yeah. Um, and then my favorite, Confessions of an Economic Hitman. Uh, this is my favorite for sure. Yeah. I just want to know, what is their weird obsession with hitting the strings on the other side of the bridge? That thing that oh, they do? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that so often. <laughs> I, I hate it, but I love it. 
and it's on at least three different songs on this album. Yeah. I listened to it I listened to it one time all the way through just to listen for those and I marked which songs it was. Like um the first song and then I can't remember which other one. There but there's three songs I know that. Um and this is the song where they mention the album title in it for Blood and Empire. So this is a damn good song. Yeah. It like this is a song I might put on another playlist. Ooh, yeah. look at look at Trevor. And I definitely love my playlists. Yep. Dude, I haven't, like, I never make playlists. I just listen to And that to really albums. bothers me because while you're driving, you're changing albums and it's fucking irritates the shit out of me. Hit the button. Hit the button. Yeah. Just making sure. It's 837. <sighs> um, so, yeah, uh, next song. Uh, so, Wars, what, what did you ahead. like about it so much? The like, song? Yeah. It's hard to say because I can't, I didn't listen it, like, to it Like, you were enough. just listening to it and we're like, this is right. Yeah, yeah. It just everything hit. The, the the guitar hit. The lyrics especially hit. Yeah. Oh, Even though I could you, barely understand I what they were saying. I think you can't understand the lyrics, I could... What I heard, I liked. Um, drums were good. Just all of it hit right. Um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably learn... Like, not learn to love it. Love the song more as, as time goes on. Um, next song. War Sucks. Let's party. Let's party. This is a goddamn filler song. Oh yeah. This is so preachy. Yeah. It is it is like and too preachy. And it like whenever people make jokes about like, oh, punk songs are easy, it's just power chords and this drum beat. It's like, yep, that's what this song is. Exactly. It's got good guitar though. <clears throat> I will give it that. It's got yeah. a good guitar. Um But it definitely just follows like the formula yeah um and this one was one that surprised me because i was like war sucks let's party was very preachy there's not very many songs left on the album this is probably just filler um the w the wto kills farmers as you were talking about earlier um i really like this song that is a very good song yeah it's just overall really good like all the other songs i could probably pick out like what my favorite part was yeah but every part of this song just hit perfectly. Yeah. It was just like, it was just like, oh man, I can't, I can't pick one thing that stands out. It just all blends together and forms something like, good. You can definitely tell which songs had like the big message that they were trying to drive home on the mm-hmm. album. Cause like you could tell they put a lot more heart and soul into it. Where like songs like War Sucks, Let's Party, like you could just tell there wasn't really much heart going into like the lyrics and songwriting as a whole. Well, no, that, I thought that there were too much effort put into the lyrics on War Sucks, Let's Party, because it was so preachy. Well, I mean, like, like it, it was kind of just like, it wasn't so much that work was put in, it's that they just, like, just put stuff in. Like, it didn't feel yeah. like, you know, it was, like, really targeted, like, super well. Can you imagine if somehow we get popular and the fucking bands go back and, like, why is someone reviewing our album 14 years later? <laughs> like what the fuck are these assholes on about dude we put that in 2006 we were like this old what the fuck is wrong with you guys well let's just say it was better than your new album oh jesus the, the, the 2020 this vision is the, this is the last album good album they put out last oh, really? good album yeah oh i got 2020 vision and then um no one liked that the fucking album before that was uh they, it had, like, two or three good songs on the whole album. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, it was just, like, a Radio Rock 
filler album. <laughs> the next song. What is the next song? Cities Burn. That was absolute dog shit. <laughs> that was an absolute dog shit of a song. Yeah. I just could not get into it. I was trying to find something about it. Like, I cannot get Do into it. Do I have it. any notes for this? Nope. <laughs> I literally just wrote, couldn't get into it. Yeah. And then Depleted Uranium is a war crime. So I saw the album title, and I'm like, I wonder if this song will be preachy. Oh, look at that. It Uranium is. a war crime. Yeah, so that's what, exactly what I want to talk about. Deep. Like how did, he goes depleted rainy fuck depleted uranium is a war crime. That is the worst fucking lyric I've ever heard. Yeah, like everything is good about the song except, except the, the lyrics, the lyrics in yeah. general. Everything is good. The instruments. I literally well, put the, instruments. The verses are good. The verses are good. Yeah, but the depleted like the lead up to like yeah. I'm like. Once you hear it, you're like, oh, that was a letdown. And then you just keep knowing that it's coming. So every verse, you're just like, you're just like, oh, this is going to hurt. This it, is going to hurt. Oh, it hurt. It, it's like the story of the girl jerking your dick off repeatedly. Like, you know, it's coming again and you know you're not I don't think people it. know that, that story yet. <laughs> but we'll tell that. Yeah, we'll tell it one day. They'll know. They'll yeah. Know. Some, like in the future, someone will post it in the comments or something. Yeah, so that is the album. That is Thir- all a thirteen-song album. Yeah, it was forty. It was thirty-eight minutes. Yeah, um, it was a pretty long. Like I, I call that average length. Thir- yeah. Thirty-five to forty-five minutes is your average album length. Yeah, I would. I'm since 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 you picked it, we obviously know that you like it. What did you give it? Um, I give it out of ten. It, it's really hard for me to rate this album. Because it's in this weird middle ground of it's one of my favorite bands. They are my second most listened to band on Spotify. But who's the first? Panic of the Disco. Yeah. But so many of their songs are sp- that I love, that are like the ones that like keep me coming back, are so sporadically spread out. There's not a single album I'd really rate high from the band. Except maybe the Die for Your Government album. But I give this one a 7.5. Because there's too much filler. Like, the songs that hit are amazing. But so many songs when I was listening to it for this past week. Skip. Skip. Dude, (laughs) I give it a 7.5. Let's go, baby! (laughs) That's exactly what's up. I was like, it's a strong 7.5. Yeah. I thought about giving it an 8. But then depleted uranium is a war crime. Fucking knocked it down a peg. <laughs> Cities burn. Knocked it down another peg. <laughs> yeah, and then I was like, oof, okay. Yeah, um, no. So like, I mean, across their discography, they have so many awesome songs. But they do. Like, I die like, for your government. That's a good song. I, like, I see. I don't even like that song. It's really? too, it's dark. Yeah, yeah. I like gotta it. Die, gotta die. Gotta die. Gotta die for your. <laughs> you like, sound just I get like it. him. <laughs> you actually do sound pretty close to him. Uh, it's probably one of the most sung things in my car. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've. I. How do you think I've heard these songs? I've never but, heard any of these songs before. Before you and I drove together. But yeah, so like every one of their albums. So like their average album length is you know like probably like 
13 to 17 songs or so, 19 songs. Every album has like a minimum five songs that I think are fucking amazing, but no album is just all the way good. Like, they, they well, love their filler songs. Of the albums that we've reviewed so far, there's only been like one that I can think of that is literally just every song I can see myself listening to. Panic. No, because that oh. one had a few songs on it that yeah. we were like, because that was the only album that we've gone and rearranged. Oh, yeah. That was fun. That was fun. I did like that, but we, we both know that album very well. Yeah. Um, um, it was it was Royal Blood, I think, was the one where like oh, all of okay. these songs are are good enough to listen to. None of them are filler. Then I'll try and pick an album that I think everything is good and, you don't ha- and hand that over to you. Well, no, it'll be a fun little project for me. To find one? Yeah, where oh. I just think the album is perfect. But then I might need to change it because they'll probably be like, knock loose a different shade of blue, which I'm Jeez. never going to give you. That's fair. It, it is intense. <laughs> um, All right, so before we, you pick the album for me. I have more stuff to say about this album. Oh, okay. Well, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say we each needed to pick an album for uh, the other to review if one of us died. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I already know. I already picked mine. Yeah, I picked mine, too. Well, okay. Okay, we'll do that now. Um, <laughs> yeah, because we're talking well, no, about it. Yeah, okay, we'll do so that. So if, if I'm dead, no, if you're dead, what album do I have to review? You're not going to like The it. next Friday. So if I were to die between some, between now and next... No, no, just if you die... Yeah. The last episode of Surprisingly Music will be me sadly doing this. And I'm not going to, like, wait. I'm not going to have a grieving period. I'm going to have Trevor's death fresh <laughs> gonna, in my mind. He's going to cry on the podcast. His urn will be in the shot. <laughs> it will be Taylor Swift's Red Album. My favorite. My favorite Taylor see, Swift album. See, so you picked your favorite Taylor Swift album just to basically bust my balls. I picked an intentionally sad as shit album it's silent planet when the end begins <laughs> Oof! by who silent planet oh that's when, they when, when the en- when the end begins or when the end began oh, now, now i need to pull it up that is kind of sad it, it is like the most somber album yeah when the end began i mean it's just uh, like the night god slept was also a really good album. i mean 22 is a goddamn good song you know, I knew you were trouble. Oh, that's on the red album. Yeah, that's a that's a good song. Like I'm not gonna lie, that's a good song. It's fun. It's yeah. fun. Like it's just. A you fun know what song, song I fucking hate? Me. I like that song. It is the corniest shit. Oh yeah, have you seen the video for it? Yes. It's. I mean, I feel like it's just supposed to be corny. I haven't listened much to Taylor Swift's. Like I listened to Taylor Swift's new album once, Folklore, all the way through. Also, I think we need to give. Taylor Swift the benefit of the doubt, just a small one, given her whole thing that's going on with her, her uh, former agent. Yeah, like I don't. I here's my understanding of it is that her record label wanted to sell. Yeah. So they told her agent to tell her if she wanted to buy. Her agent didn't tell her, and, and just then bought it. Bought her masters. Yeah. Which, so, dude, how much money does this guy have? Holy. He's fuck. Taylor Swift's. He's. He's multiple people's agents. Like he yeah. was Bieber's agent. From I, what I, I know, but still, like, 
You have to be filthy fucking rich to buy that much music. And I gotta give props to Taylor, Taylor Swift. She's recording all her old stuff right now, re-recording Damn. it all, to then put out so it's hers again. Damn. Because apparently she found a loophole. So I want to give her props on that. Now, from Taylor Swift to Anti Flag. Ooh 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 ooh. Oh, Pro- yeah. Props we have to give to someone else. Props we have to get Netflix. We have yes. to give props to Netflix for taking down the Chappelle show. Did you watch his his eighteen minute thing on Instagram? Yeah. Fucking amazing. Yeah. I thought at the at the end it was a little <clears> bit <throat> weird. I I kind I kind of got uncomfortable with how Dave Chappelle was was uh, like, you know asking all this all these normal people to boycott his show so he could then get paid millions of dollars because that's yeah. what's going to happen yeah i like it's weird because i'm like i'm okay with entertainers making money but when they're asking to make money i find it weird well because he's it, gonna make millions of dollars yeah but it's one thing that but does he deserve making millions of dollars for putting out a show granted if Key and Peel made millions of dollars off their show, so well, I well, don't know that, but well, it's kind of like he was the driving force of the show, and now the uh, TV studio station, whatever it is, is basically just trying to sweep the rug out from under him and be like, "Yeah, it's cool and all, but it's my money." No, I completely like, agree with him. It's kind of like the argument of like, I don't think professional athletes should make the amount of money they do. But that amount of money is being put into that system. So if it's not going to the athletes, it's just going to go to exactly the people if, behind the scene. Exactly. So it's like if the money's there, I'd rather go to the person making the thing happen. Exactly. And that was that's kind of – I just found it a little <clears> weird <throat> that he was asking us to do it. But it, it's it's not a normal situation. Comedy Central really fucked him over. Well, it's, it's also kind of about like – Sending a message and setting a precedent that, like, exactly. hey, we need to pay our performers and everything. Like, and and that goes to the record industry since it's a surprisingly music podcast. Yeah, like they need to pay. Like, I watched that thirty seconds to Mars documentary about it, how they made their own album, which yeah. also fuck Jared Leto, but um, but like, uh, they get fucked. Bill Murray, the band, not the person. Fucking great band. Great I'm band. getting so into Dude, Bill the Murray. Eggie Pocket album is amazing. Uh, what's that one? <laughs> I, I wish like, we could review it. <laughs> what was that one about jerking off? <laughs> Absolutely cranking my effing hog. That is a fucking good song. Dude, uh, John Mess from Dance Gavin Dance is on one of the songs from that album. Really? Yeah. Bill Murray, how do you spell it? B-I-L-M-U-R-I. Yeah, Bill Murray. Good band. The most meme-tastic band ever. So why I'm bringing them up is um, he owns everything. He is literally from start to finish until you hear the song. He's the only person touching the music, the music videos, everything. He is handling the music industry in the smartest way possible. He has like 200,000 monthly listeners, like 40,000 subscribers on YouTube, and he said he's making way more money than he ever did in Attack Attack, which was easily like a five million monthly listener band. Yeah. Like they were big. They were the biggest band in the metalcore scene, which the big bands right now, like Bring Me the Horizon, are getting like seven million streams. Architects are getting five million streams monthly on Spotify. So if Spotify was around in Attack Attack days, they would have been monstrous. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, yeah, I was making, like, next to nothing because we were signed onto a contract. Now I'm doing this. I just put out albums when I feel like it, and I'm making way more money. Yeah. 
So it's definitely like, uh, like Bill Burr's handling handling it perfectly with all things comedy. Like, put, like this is your thing. This is your comedy, your podcast. You make all the money off of it. We're just here to help. Like that's how it should be. Yeah. But all these big smiling, like, hey, I want a record label. You know, we're going to give you $400,000, but you're going to have to stretch that $400,000 across 10 years because this is the only time we're paying you. When I learned about Motown and how record... Oh, how they got fucked. <laughs> like, like, um, yeah, like th- these big big white guys would come in and they'd, they'd tell these young they African-American the, musicians. Big shouldered suits like, yeah. hey. hey. They'd, and they'd be like, we, we'd like to buy you for, for a thousand dollars. Yeah. And, and like, they'd be like, thousand dollars? Yes, sir. And then like when people, that's all they got. When people say this phrase, like they're usually playing video games and I disagree with, but they got raped. <laughs> these yes. artists got raped <laughs> i mean i i remember when i was a teenager my dad took me to see like the the some of the like the famous people from the from from motown like they were and i was like why are they playing in these old shitty theaters like i i, I these are these are like yeah i can't i can't remember their fucking names right now for some reason um but i'm like i like i listen to these people's songs almost on a weekly basis yeah like like why and and it's because they were just absolutely fucked that they they don't own those songs now they have to yeah. pay to play those songs, which is what Taylor Swift has to do right now. Like yeah. they just got absolutely fucked. So, um, like Sam Cooke, he's one. Oh yeah. And Sam Cock, Sam Cock, Sam Cock, Sam Cook, Cock. Sam <laughs> he <Cook>. got cocked. <laughs> Sam Cooke is he is one of the greatest voices ever. I'd say he's up there with Sinatra. Damn. Like he's got a great voice. Leon Bridges almost sounds really close to him, and he's really good too. He's a new guy, but we're not new. He's been out for quite a few years, but anyway. Um, fuck so, the record industry. Fuck yeah. Hollywood. So, oh fuck, what was I gonna say? Um, bringing it back to our band, Anti Flag. Anti Flag. Anti Flag. I don't know which one it is. It's like data or data. Yeah. Shut up, you fucking um. math major. <laughs> I'm still um, hurt about how you attacked me the other night on that. <laughs> he attacked me because so I said data. And, and I said like, data. And then he said he was right. So I grabbed my math degree off of the fucking fireplace. And I was like, it's data. And I was like, I've seen an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's data. Um, or data. Yeah. I, what did I say? I, I don't fucking I don't know, I don't know anymore. But anyway, so Mo- these Motown artists playing small theaters – Right before the pandemic, I had tickets to see Anti-Flag, Anti-Flag at the Hawthorne. What a fall from grace. Because <laughs> they were a Hawthorne band. Then I saw them at uh, the Moda Center like a few years, like four years ago, I think. Rose Garden. Yeah. Fuck the Moda Center. I, I'm trying to make sure that other everyone knows what I'm talking about. It was like four or five years ago, I think now. Yeah. And big crowd. Like this was before the american fall album and then like after that everyone just kind of abandoned them and now they're back to playing like these smaller more intimate shows which i love i was so excited to be like up close in the pits and stuff now so there's a difference i think that playing the hawthorne theater is getting them back to their roots you know oh yeah that's where bands usually make their best music 
my first concert was Alice Cooper at the fucking Deschutes County Fairgrounds. Like, that's sad. Yeah. I mean, Alice Cooper has that, a lot going for him. That's a fall from grace. Yeah, it's Alice fucking Cooper, man. And then the next year, guess who I saw? <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic. Like, at the Deschutes County Fairgrounds. Like, um, My first concert was um, my uncle on my mom's side. He took me to see Motley Crue. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Where was it at? Um, it was at the Rose Garden. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That's Motley Crue, man. I mean, yeah. Vince Neil and Nikki yeah. Six. Yeah. Oh man, dude, they're and Machine Gun Kelly. They're so old. <laughs> He's not in it. They they did not even back then I was like eight or something and they did not have the energy. Okay, so for Blood and Empire, I want to talk about them real yes. quick. Man, I got some real hardcore Green Day vibes. Oh yeah. Like this, and, this and it's is two al- albums specifically. Two albums. This American is the album Idiot. where they started to go down that slide of like, are they Green Day? <laughs> there was some like specific moments where I'm like, is that Billy Joe? Like, and then there was like the Billy. drumming, Billy Joe Armstrong. Yeah, I always get him and Billy Joel next time. Billy Joel, <laughs> they're the same. Green okay. Day. We didn't start the fire. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't start the fire. <laughs> God damn it! Um, but like he's and then there were some moments where like the drumming, I was like, "Is that Trey Cool? Because that sucks." <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love Trey Cool. He's got the weirdest fucking name ever, but it's so cool. Obviously, that's not your real name, right? Well, um, his name is actually Chris Number Two. Okay, yeah. yeah. Then Trey Cool is totally his real name. Dude, imagine being called the, like, basically the other Chris, and you're one of the two lead vocalists of the band. <laughs> the other imagine, Chris just plays guitar. Imagine being the fourth most attractive Chris in Hollywood. Pine. Catan? Chris Pine. <laughs> Chris Catan. <laughs> Chris Catan is, is making Chris Pine run for his money. I, Chris Pine's better looking than Pratt. Pratt's just funnier. Yeah, and that's attractive. Okay. That's, That's half dude, of your dude, attractiveness, I, I, I unfollowed Chris Pratt on social media. Really? I'm just, I'm just sick of seeing him. He's know. very preachy. We were yeah. just talking about this before the podcast. Yeah, no, I know. He was very funny when he was fat. I'm, I'm kind of unfollowing a lot of famous people. They're uh, very preachy. Yeah, they are. Uh, like, I still follow Hemsworth just because inspiration. Oh, fuck, Dude, man. that picture of him pushing the tire, like, that is just drilled into me now. Like you wish he would do to you? Yeah. But anyway, Green Day vibes with with this album, Blood and Empire. I got some serious Green Day vibes. Yeah. And two albums specifically. Two song or two Green Day albums. American Idiot uh, was yeah. a few songs, and then the Nimrod, because one of the songs was like, "Is this Hitchin' a Ride?" Because it sounds a lot <laughs> like Hitchin' a Ride. Um, Nimrod's a great album too. They're both like two of my favorite Green Day did, albums. Did American Idiot come out in two thousand four? 2000 uh i do remember uh uh one of the can i say his name it was a kid we went to school with Fucking i i i don't know who's nick a... nick the douche uh his his cd player went off in his backpack in fifth grade and it was playing american idiot full blast because he had the album in his walkman or cd player yeah. or whatever it was and it was like going off full blast and they had to go to the next class because he was in the stupid math yeah. class because he was an idiot um I love how they're like, you're going to be in group, you're going to be in math class A, and you're going to be in math class blue. Because <laughs> you're an idiot. 
and uh, he was. He still yeah, is. Yeah, he. I'm, I don't know what's going on in his life. Didn't but yeah, no, drugs. definitely a lot of Green Day vibes. This was the beginning of the slippery slope. It, it, but, yes, but they still had enough of them in it where it was like, no, this is punk. Like, yeah. if you put this next to Green Day, either mm-hmm. of those albums, you're like, anti-flag is punk. That's yeah. the punk one. Yeah. Green but, Day was like pop punk. Yeah. At the time. Which Billy Joe Armstrong hates. He hates that people call him pop punk. He said it's like the biggest insult to what he does. <laughs> what is pop short for? Pop culture. Popular. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's yeah. popular. Like, the Beatles were pop. Yeah. Like, I um, mean, it's just, it's just, that's just what it's short for. But I, the, I would I say I say Green Day is pop punk because they were popular. Yeah, they are not pop p- punk. They are not Paramore. They are not well, the pop, pop punk bands. Pop punk is very broad because that's everything from early Panic to Simple Plan. But none of that sounds like Green Day to me. Yeah. Green Day, if anything, got more rock and roll. Oh yeah, they definitely got more radio. I rock. will. I would not love... say I would not say rock and roll, but they definitely are like mm, radio. Rock. There was a few songs on the Uno Dos Trace albums that. We're very rock you know, and roll. For as much as I criticize them, I have not listened to them all the way through. You know what? I got to say that there's actually quite – those are three albums that I can listen to all the way through. I like them. I will – and that's because because it blends my two like my two favorite things of, of that kind of punk and rock. And it just fits together perfectly. Granted, there are some like – weird songs on there there's some weird songs on there that only i like like nightlife that's a weird fucking song on the dose album it's weird that i know that off the top of my head like that maybe it's on the trace album i don't anyway that's actually called trey it's not trace i just remembered that Uh oh because the guy's name is trey trey so anyway bringing it back to this band anti-flag i feel like what it was was anti-flag wrote a punk album and then worked with a producer that was aiming for a more green day sound which would make sense since this was their first big big label album so i'm sure they got paired up with a different producer than what they were used to don't worry it's recording the audio i know you're looking at that just low i'll just bump it i was gonna say that looks really low no see when i get closer Yep. There it is. <laughs> We're good <laughs> at this. Off-screen production. Um, we have no producer because Derek's an asshole. Yeah. And um, you have to watch all of our shit to know who that is. Yeah, you will. Um, anyway, Thank you, so... one lady in Germany. What? Oh, yeah. No, I checked our analytics. There's a lady in Germany who, who watched us. Cool. <laughs> and you know how I love German women. So I really do, actually. So next, we're going to review Mein Kampf so she can't watch it. <sighs> That's fair. <laughs> I think um, based on our music choices so far, people will realize we're pretty, like, because you can tell a lot about a person by their music choices. Oh, yeah. You listen to, I don't know, like, Bob Dylan. I know who you are. <laughs> who who are you? Garbage. <laughs> See, that's the thing is Bob Dylan. Yeah, is no, very, Bob Dylan's okay. He's like that thing you were talking about, like, yeah. country. He's not country. Yeah. I don't like Bob Dylan because like, I don't like people who go, hey, everybody. I hate Tom Petty, too. <laughs> yeah, I fuck hate Tom, Tom Petty. Petty. Sorry he's dead, but fuck your Dude, music. Dude, if I have to hear 
fucking free falling. That's him, right? Yeah. Free if, if I have to hear that shit one more time, I'm going to shoot myself. Yeah. Um, um, but Bob Dylan was like the f- like the first guy who's really anti-establishment. Okay, fine. No, I guess if you listen to Taylor Swift, I know who you are. My you best friend. I am. I am your best friend. All right. Um, so what album do you have in store for me? So this is one that I feel like you're going to like, but it could also Ooh. go really wrong. This album came out in 2003. So it's an oldie. I was nine. I was what a eight. sexy time. I was a hot nine-year-old. What can I say? <laughs> you had a bowl cut. <laughs> Dude, I never had a bowl cut. I literally just had emo hair. Yeah, and it's like the same thing. No, bowl cuts when it's like the same length all the way around. Yeah, like Will from Stranger Things. Yeah, that's a bowl cut. I don't know. It looked the same to me. Um, this one is called Thick Freakness. It's all one word. Thick Freakness by the Black Keys. Now, I think you're going to like this. You're going to either like it a lot or you're going to hate it. I just want you Dude, to not know. Even, it's not even in their top four albums. I know. I went deep because this is not your typical Black Keys album. All right. Cool. This is. Uh, it, it. It's pretty <laughs> distorted. What? I just looked at the songs. Hold me in your arms. I cry alone. Jesus <laughs> Christ. So this is definitely like. It's like a very. You. Oh, I think you, I've heard Hurt Like Mine. I think I've heard that song before. Um, There are no... None of the songs on this album are are like big-time big. singles. Yeah. And this, I, this is another album that I can listen to all the way through. It's very, very distorted. Mm-hmm. And I like it. It's very like low production, it feels like. So I, yeah. I, I really get so into really it. So it's really raw. Yeah, it's really like raw. It raw. Yeah, you do. And that's how you get the 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 herps. I can't get them again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do not have herpes. Allegedly. To any lady listeners in Germany. Yeah. Um, so it's 11 songs and it's 38 minutes. So it's a it's an average got some chunk chunky It's got some chunky songs there. to it. It's very blues heavy, and I want to see how you like the blues distorted. It's like really raw, like yeah. It, it's a very right. blues heavy song. Right. So I'm excited. I'm Thick excited. freakness. Thick freakness by the Black Keys. I like thick, and I like freaky. It's all one word. Thick freakness. Yeah, this definitely is not their um uh like radio rock shit yeah not a single song on here i've ever heard played on the radio <sighs> well and one one of I them i haven't heard any song on the radio trevor because i don't listen to the radio who listens to the radio anymore um one of my coworkers does he'll always talk about like oh i heard this on the radio i heard that on the radio i'm like the Dude, only... why are you listening to the radio when the last time i like i listen obviously we all listen to the radio occasionally um at some point I usually listen to it for, like, sports stuff. You know, like, at lunch, I'll turn on the sports talk and be like, what's going on with the NFL? That's why why I listen to Bill Burr, (laughs) the Monday morning podcast. I want to listen to people who know what they're talking about. 
he knows sports, all right? You could just randomly ask him, hey, who won an NFL championship eight years before the first Super Bowl? And he'll fucking know. I just watched him on uh, Colin Cowherd. It was a video from, like, August talking about Tom Brady going to the Buccaneers. Yeah. And he was fucking on it. Like, he was talking about, like, all these other quarterbacks who did great and then went to another team, like Johnny Unitas, and then failed. And then, like, you know, Joe Montana to the Chiefs and failed. And I was like, how the fuck do you know that shit? I know about Montana. How do you know about Unitas and all these other Dude, quarterbacks from the he, fucking 70s? He is obsessed with old football. <laughs> like, he goes back and just, like, watches all, of like, the great games and stuff from, like, the 60s. and Yeah. Stuff. It's like, Jesus, dude, you are invested. Yeah, Bill Burr is a great comedian. He's nominated for a Grammy, so oh, I don't dude, know. Dude, I know, right? I don't know if you can go vote, but. You can't. Whatever, fuck the Grammys. Yeah. Fuck that shit. Dude, um, oh, fuck, what rapper was it? Some fuck- The Weeknd? Yeah, fucking, the Grammy stole an award for me. Like, I'm sure... He, Wait, was it The Weeknd? I think so. Because he won a Grammy. Maybe. I don't remember who it was. But anyways... The one with one bandages of, on his face? I don't know. Okay, just saying. So one of them was on Twitter bitching about, like, how the Grammys, like, stole an award from him or something. And I'm sure what, like, whatever he's talking about is true. But what a bitchy way to just basically be like, I didn't win, but I deserve to. Fans, go tell them they're wrong. It's like 80% of people who get nominated don't get a Grammy. That's how it works, you know. Like, sorry that whoever's album or whatever artist beat you, beat you. Like, just fucking grow up and move on. It's a trophy that is going to collect dust. Yeah. Unless your maid cleans it. Like, you're Which, still making... If you're nominated for a Grammy, you You're still making millions of dollars. So, like, shut the fuck up. Since this is a surprisingly music podcast, obviously we were review an album, but let's talk about music for a second, because we did reset the camera, so we have, like, yeah, we 17 have, more minutes. Yeah, we have time. What do you? How do you? How do you feel about Billie Eilish? Um, I I want to dick her down like there's no tomorrow. A year ago, you wouldn't have said that. Yeah. Why would you have said that a year ago, Taryn? Okay. Um, I'm going to consult my lawyer for this one. <laughs> um, okay, we'll go past that, dude. I she mean... has big fucking titties. <laughs> okay. No, dude, her music is dope. I'm getting into it. I fucking love her music. Like her music is like something I can like. Like, get into. Like, Bad Guy, obviously, is, like, the pop hit. That's a great like, song. if you... All Good Girls Go to Hell. Oh, so good. So good. Dude, if you told me she was, like, an industry plant, I would believe it just because her music is so smartly written where it's just perfect. You should see me in a crown. Yeah. Oh, that song hits somewhere but deep like, inside I, me. But, like, I completely believe... <laughs> I completely believe she's not an industry plant. Like, I think she's just an authentic musician who was just really smart with what she was doing. Her I and her brother just had their shit together. Exactly. I think her brother needs more credit. Oh, definitely. Not not because he's a man. He's a ginger, but... I mean, he? his girlfriend looks like Billie Eilish, so it's really That's weird. creepy. Have you seen those pictures? Yeah. Yeah. That's creepy. Yeah. Mm, somebody um, wants to fuck their sister. What's that like, Taryn? <laughs> Dude, I've never dated anyone that looks like my sister, though. But what about your sister? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you asking if she dated anyone that looks like me? Because, spoiler alert. No. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about this on camera. <laughs> I know she hasn't. Because, uh, dude, her, you're white. 
Her husband's barely older than me. I know. Isn't she older than him? Yeah. Yeah, that's She's weird. three years older than me, like, almost exactly. And he's only a few months older than me. Oof. Yeah, she's robbing the cradle. Cradle robber. Um, I say the- as I continue to bang 18 and 19-year-olds. <laughs> If you're 18 or 19, hit Tear It Up. Surprisingly, yeah. podcast at gmail.com. It's like unethical. To... <laughs> it's un... You know, we'll talk about this on the server um, podcast in, about our dating habits. In Japan. Nope. No, 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 no. In Japan, high schoolers or like kids that are like 13 and 14 are currently petitioning to get the age of consent raised from 13 to 16. So. National age of consent in Japan right now is 13, but no region is below 16. It's like the federal minimum wage. Yeah. There's only a couple states that go and with the federal minimum wage every, here in, in the and U.S. every state that is uh, – because the way it, the federal law works is 13-year-olds can sleep with 15-year-olds, but 13-year-olds can't sleep with 16-year-olds. It's like 13 with a two-year age limit. So, like, there's no enforcing that. They're not going to find a 13-year-old and a 12-year-old banging and be like, hey, you're going to jail. You know, like, that's not going to happen. But it's like, that's kind of what the law means, but I'm loving watching people. Like, Fuck? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like watching 18-year-old and older people. Fuck. Uh, women, specifically. Uh, dicks are gross. And, <laughs> but no, so... Um, yeah, it's kind of, like, interesting to see people on the internet just, like, read a headline and then just say what they want to say. Like, 13 year, they want to raise their consent from 13 to 16. Why is Japan filled with pedophiles? What is this? And it's like, like, a 20-year-old can't bang a 13-year-old. That's not how the law works. It's kind of like how in Oregon, yeah, the age of consent is 18, but... Like, a 15-year-old and a 17-year-old can still fuck because of the Romeo and Juliet law. Like, you know, like, it's it's about the age difference, not so much the age. Yeah, but when you're 35 and dating 18-year-olds, that's weird. It is. It's weird. You're not 35. <laughs> Are you? I don't know, man. You I, held back I, 10 I, years? I feel older than time. Dude, I had such a, like... Hard cognitive third grade. cognitive disconnect of just like i was at work and i was talking with uh, one of my coworkers. she works in a starbucks she's 18 she has a boyfriend i ain't trying anything i'm her boss so i'm not gonna try and i'm not gonna stop you not gonna try and invade the starbucks and uh the on-site starbucks i don't work at a starbucks i'm better than that uh and are you though <laughs> i would never work in a breeze as a barista like, you do not. really well. I yeah, I would I would crush it, but yeah, you... <laughs> dude, I I have total barista energy. You do, I, and I hate it. Yeah, how are you doing today? Oh, how's your dog? I don't give a shit. Fucking make my coffee, you dumb bitch. <laughs> like, dude, pour the syrup in the fucking cup. <laughs> dude, I um, hate anyway. you. I hate going out to places with you. But <laughs> why? Because I get a lot of free drinks. No, you just talk too much. Yeah. How's your day? How's your cat? How'd you know I have a cat? I just. Can't. I guess I could see the hair on your shirt. Yeah, um, Sherlock, you fucking weirdo. Um, so I was talking to her, and she's 18, and I made a joke about me being old. And if I shave, people are like, are you 21 yet? Like, I shaved for my uh, 26th birthday, and people knew it was my birthday. And they're like, oh, is it a big one? Are you 21? 
And I'm just like, no. <laughs> and she's like, wait, how old are you? And I told her, I was like, oh, in a, like a few months, I'll be 27, which I don't like. Uh, uh. And she just like looked at me like, I thought you were a lot younger than that. I was like, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. I haven't shaved since I was 19. Like clean shaven. Clean shaven. I have not shaved since clean shaven since I was nineteen. You should. I'm. Uh, that's six I w- years. I want to know what secrets you're hiding under there. You already know what secrets I'm hiding under here. I haven't seen it in six years. Yeah. So you don't need to. Wait. Actually, I probably haven't seen it longer than that because when we started hanging out again, once we hit college, um, like after high school, I'm assuming you already had it. No, I was doing the stubble. Oh yeah. So I kind of right. always had stubble. You're right. That was sexy. Yeah. You should go back to that. I mean, I'm already down pretty close at like a half inch. I mean, like shorter than mine right now. I need to trim mine. Nah. Anyways. Nah. Music. <laughs> music. <laughs> so Billie Eilish, I definitely am like really into, and I know that's like not like the cool thing for guys. You know, we should be like oh, listening yeah. to, like Wheeler Walker Jr. You know, fuck you, bitch. You broke my heart. Yeah. Fuck your friends. No, dude. I I heard, I think your music is fucking awesome. It is really good. It is really good. Can we talk about one thing that I've mentioned a lot, and that's WAP? Sure. Still haven't listened to it. Wet ass pussy. That's a horrible shit show of a song. Still haven't listened to it. It's literally just a song about wet ass pussy. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I don't. You and okay. So after f- football on. What night? Sunday night. I don't know. After football on Sunday night, we were watching the American Music Awards. Remember? Oh, yeah, that one fucking... uh, Megan the Stallion. Yeah. What the fuck was that? That was the biggest pile of horse shit I've ever seen. I don't even know, like, how the lyrics went. Like, la-di-da-di-da-di-da. Yeah, it was just... What the fuck was that? Dude, she... And also, her voice was dubbed over. She wasn't singing. Yeah, oh, no, she definitely wasn't singing. Yeah. She was doing like a bunch of stuff and she didn't sound out, out of breath. Yeah, it was, sounded perfectly clear. No like issues with breathing technique and also like sometimes the mic wouldn't be like positioned right for her to be like singing so crisp into it. Yes. And it was just like there were so many accidents that were going on like in terms of her like that would affect her singing and it was it was terrible. So there's it was the most a, garbage shit show I've ever seen. There's a song that I want you to listen to. By her? No, not by okay. her. It's by someone I had never really listened to, but I've, I've heard a lot about. I think, her, I don't know how to pronounce her name. It's Doja Cat. She's, she. when you look at her, you look at her along the same lines of Nicki Minaj. We, we can listen to it while we edit. Yeah, we'll listen to it while we edit. But... I was so unexpected because somebody posted a video of her at the American Music Awards or some award show doing the song. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she's hot. I'll watch it. So I started watching it. And That's I'm like, problematic. I was Trevor. like, I was like, holy shit. This is not at all what I expected. Like her band, like she had a live band. You could tell she was singing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, these dudes look like they're in a pop punk band. What the fuck is about to happen? And they start playing and I'm like, holy shit. This is pop punk. Taryn might like this. Huh. Taryn's getting excited. I can see huh. his boner. Cool. 
Uh, <laughs> um, so we'll have to listen to Doja Cat. It's called Say So, I think is what the, what it was. I'll have to double check, but Say So. Okay. So it was it was pretty impressive. I um, feel like we should start wrapping this up. We probably should start wrapping this up because we haven't talked about Anti-Flag in about 20 minutes. Yep. <laughs> so uh, people who are still here listening to us, uh, this has been Surprisingly Music. Catch us on Surprisingly Sober where we're going to talk about stupid shit. And then uh, catch us next week on Surprisingly Music for the Black Keys. Thick Freakness. You're going to get your hot sauce rocks off. Or Wait, I, I thought we were listening means. to Thick Thickly by Bill Murray. I mean, I'm honestly kind of up for a Bill Murray. <laughs> Bill Murray album. Um, I, I'm, I'm I, getting I, into it. I already have a plan for next week, or next next week, but in the future yeah. we will. Yeah, so uh yeah, get your uh get your Spotify accounts on the Thick Freakness album. It's all one word. Thick Freakness by the Black Keys for people who are subscribed, which two thirds of the subscribers are sitting on this couch. <laughs> uh segues are weird. Bo Burnham reference. Gotta get it in every episode. I feel like we have a couple episodes we missed, but whatever. Probably. Bo won't know. For show? Born Bostonian. Alright. Um, too many. This has been r slash surprisingly this, wait what this this is surprisingly music and we are r slash signing, signing off. off.